Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast. My name's Kate and I'm here with my co-host Susan and we're here to talk to you about money. Today's episode, we're focusing on savings accounts, transaction accounts, interest rates, and what's the difference between the two. Hey guys, this is just a reminder that this is a general information podcast only. Susan and I are not our financial advisors. We've just got a passion for finance and going on our personal finance journey. So we've put references to some great websites such as ASIC's Money Smart in the comments below for you to do some further research on your own after this podcast. So let's get into it. So Susan, what exactly is a transaction account and how does that differ from a savings account? Well, that's a great question. Transaction accounts often are called basic bank accounts and they're the ones that you may put your salary in, you may um, handle your transactions through, you may have a debit card attached to that. So they usually give you very little interest rate or zero interest rate. Hmm. They may or may not allow overdrafts, but unless you're feeling very wealthy, probably best to avoid any overdraft because the overdraft fees are fairly high. They may or may not charge ATM fees, so you do have to look at the list of fees they charge. Most of the banks are going on a journey to reduce those fees, so you might find it's uh, fee-free for ATMs, online withdrawals, online deposits, then that type of thing. And maybe they only charge for transactions over a counter at the branch. So different bank accounts suit different people. The other type are savings accounts. So they are the usually the higher interest rate accounts. So you want to keep the bulk of your money in the savings account. So from the savings account, if you're running online accounts, you can usually move money backwards and forwards between the two accounts belonging to the same bank, building society or credit union free of charge. So does that mean I need two accounts? Yeah, most do would require two accounts if you want a savings account. You could just survive on a transaction account, but in this market, remember, they're very low returns on any transaction account. So most people, as they accumulate some, you know, few hundred, few thousand dollars, want to put in, in a higher rate of return account. So what's the benefits of having a savings account? Well, you will get a higher rate of return than the transaction account. It may charge more for some fees, but it also enables that your money is 
going to earn a return. And we call that an interest rate. So a savings account often advertises a interest rate. But when you look at an interest rate, maybe 2%, maybe 1%, remember that's based on a per annum basis. So when you hold your money in for 12 months, they usually pay monthly on your minimum monthly balance. Do I get taxed on that money? Yep. Um, oh, every, everyone gets taxed. <laughs> so also nowadays the tax department's very efficient and it can even pre-fill your tax return with your interest. Oh, great. So if you have 10 different bank accounts, it might actually or list all 10 and the interest earned on those bank accounts. So please don't try and think I can avoid the tax department by having multiple bank accounts. So why, why would I have multiple bank accounts if I earn more interest by having them all in one savings account? Yeah, it's probably more efficient to just have one or two um, bank accounts and you can end up losing money if you have multiple bank accounts in multiple places because you forget about them. And especially nowadays they're online, you mightn't be getting any paper statements and so you can actually lose accounts. I have known that to happen to people as they get a bit older, they forget all the accounts they opened when they were young. Mm. Yeah, so are there any downsides to having a savings account? No, usually not. It's, it's a high rate of return and um, it's fairly accessible because you can move your money online between your savings account and into your transaction account. Or, of course, you can access them through branches. But in this day and age, a lot of people want to access everything online. So as long as the account works for them in the way they want to access. I know some people want to access everything through their debit card. And other people still might like having cash in their pocket because they feel they'll spend less if they have to buy it with cash. And they'll spend more if they have a debit card or a credit card. Mm, yes. Going yes. to more. Credit cards is definitely a topic we we're going to have to talk about in another episode. That is a whole can of worms yeah. in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, most, most um, financial institutions will offer a range of bank accounts. Some are fully online, so everything's online and no fees. Some are still paper-based. And some of the older types still offer check accounts. Oh. What would I do with a cheque? Yes, well, cheques are definitely dying out, um, but they're not dead yet. But cheques are a way of paying people who um, still like to get a cheque and they go off and having to have to bank it in the bank account. So you may Mm. receive cheques from time to time. And if you've got a bank account, that is how you actually get value for your cheques. If you don't have any sort of bank account at all, and try to live on a purely cash basis. When you get your check, how can you uh, use it? It's valuable. It's a bit complex. I wouldn't be able to do any online shopping. No, <laughs> no. So yes. I think most people will want some sort of transaction account and then a savings account to earn a high rate of interest. Mm. I need my uh, I need my transaction account to uh, buy from Book Depository. Huh. So. Um, when I was having a look online um, on ASIC's Money Smart website, they had a couple of things listed there that you should look for in a basic bank account. Um, so they were 
No account keeping fees. Yep. So why why would some banks charge you account keeping fees? Oh, different banks have multiple um, accounts, and especially some of the um, more traditional banks have older style bank accounts that had more fees on because they offered more services, maybe checks and that sort of thing, or over-the-counter deposits. So they often had fees to cover the cost of checkbooks, mm. etc. Which is something not many young people are using nowadays, so I wouldn't say. Mm. There's some banks that still have passbook accounts. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you, you know, your grandmother might have had, or you, know, you started at school with a passbook that you took to the branch. Now, they're very expensive things to keep running. So you might find a bank that offers a passbook account, but it will potentially charge more fees for that sort of thing. Mm. So another thing listed on that um, basic account list uh, was free monthly statements. Yes, or online. Most will ask you to go online. And in this day and age, if you're moving house quite a bit, it's probably better to have all your statements online and fully online access. Mm. So so that's all free online nowadays. Yeah, that should be free for most yeah. banks. I think you just have to pay if you want a paper statement. Yeah. yeah. So why pay for paper if you're happy with online? Yeah, I guess you can print it out if you need it anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, no minimum deposit amounts? Yeah, most banks on a basic transaction will have no minimum deposit and often no minimum withdrawal. Mm. I think some banks have special interest rate deals where if you don't withdraw, uh, if or maybe only withdraw mm. once a month, you get a higher interest yeah. rate. And often on the savings accounts, that's what they'll do. They might offer you a honeymoon period for three months at a higher rate and then drops down. Yeah, so make sure you you read the uh, little asterisk fine print yeah. at the bottom. So if you are into really saving and you want to accumulate your savings, go for one of those accounts that gives you potentially a bonus interest rate if that suits you that uh, if you put a deposit in every month and no withdrawals you get quite a bit more and and this day of low interest rates it could be a double your Mm. interest rate that sounds good to me (laughs) yeah and that can be online and nowadays you can automate it so you know maybe the beginning of every month or after every pay you automatically put a deposit into that savings account. So you know every month you've made at least a little deposit to earn that higher rate of return. Mm. And those those small deposits definitely add up. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the last thing was no overdrawn fees, which I, I wasn't really sure what that was. Well, overdrawn is simply if you've got $10 in your bank and you your debit card, you spend $20, then that means your account will be $10 overdrawn. Okay. Now, some this is where it gets a little bit um, complex and you have to ask the financial institution, will your bank reject? So if you do have $10, you want to spend $20, will the bank say reject that transaction and say no, you don't have enough money? Mm. Or will it allow that to go through? And then you're overdraft, but it may text you, email you, whatever, to say you're in overdraft, please immediately put in that extra $10. Okay. So some allow a small overdraft, might be $100. And that could be quite important. It saves you from being embarrassed where you're, you're out to dinner, you're paying you know, $30 and your card gets rejected and you can't pay your share of dinner. Mm. Um, so some people like that, other people do not like that. So overdraft is the bank lending you money short term and you need to know what the fees are 
and if you want that service. Okay, and you don't necessarily have to have an overdraft set up for that to happen. No, no, mm. often them they, they do that because people said, oh, I've been caught out, you rejected my transaction. I'm guessing that's in the fine print. Yeah. Just <laughs> because, none of us read. Yeah, just because I, I was short money. Some people want that service and other people, of course, don't. So it's a good conversation to have with your financial institution. Do you offer that service and what are the fees? There will mm. be fees for going into overdraft. Yeah, okay. It's probably something I should check out. Mm. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, so that was that was all what I saw on the Money Smart website, which I think my bank that I currently use ticks off most of them. So that was sort of good little checklist that yep. I found. Hmm. So Susan, are there any risks associated with savings accounts? Well, yes. Nothing in this world is risk free, oh. no matter what you may hear. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. However, glad I learnt that how, early. Yes. However. It's a good place to start. There's a great government website that lists all the authorised deposit-taking institutions or ADIs. So they're um, banks, building societies, credit unions regulated by the Australian Regulatory Authority, APRA. And it tells you all the banks that are regulated by APRA and also guaranteed by the Australian government. So the Australian government has brought in a deposit guarantee scheme. So the, your first 250000 Australian dollars in each bank is guaranteed by the government. So for most of you, that should make you feel pretty comfortable <laughs> because unless you've got more mean, than 250000 I don't think I'm worrying 000, about that at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. So it's per bank. So if you have multiple Bank accounts in one bank, it guarantees you up to the first 250000 per bank. Mm. So that's pretty good. The Australian that's government is still AAA rated um, internationally. Yeah, so, well, I um, think it's a pretty safe. It's, it's probably as safe as you're going to find at the moment. Mm. Mm. So um, we've included the link in the comments below uh, that you can click on to find out the list of authorised deposit-taking institutions in Australia. Um, there's a government website as well. And I'd advise you to have a look and just see if your financial institution is listed on there. It may be under a different name, so mm, some, it might be worth checking. Yeah, some have merged. Oh, in, trading as something else. Yeah, but usually they're pretty clear. Yeah, and um, it's, it's definitely something you need to check out to make sure generally if you're with the big well-known um institutions but all no all the building societies and credit unions are also covered and they've got the same protection so just because it mightn't say the word bank and it says building society credit union mutual bank please consider them um don't rule them out just because they are smaller they're becoming what's called the fifth pillar out there. So they've got the same protection as yep. sort of the big four. And a lot of them are very community-based. Some of their um, their profits uh, go back to the community. They get reinvested in their local area or they may have a particular um, theme, uh, bias to a particular area. Or... So, you know, do consider them um, and don't just necessarily go for... I don't know, the ones you've always heard about. <laughs> yeah, so that sounds pretty good. Um, 
So going back to returns, now we briefly touched on it before, mm-hmm. but that's sort of one of the benefits of having a savings account that you, the bank gives you some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why would the bank give? Otherwise you can keep your money under the bed. Yeah. So, so with the savings accounts, there's got to be something to stop you just uh, keeping all your money under the bed. And mm. the uh, benefit there is the interest rate and return. Yeah. Both that and also the idea of access, that you can get your money instead of lugging around in a whole suitcase when you mm. want to go shopping, you know, you can get it at an ATM, you can get it at FPOS, you can yeah. get it at a branch. A little bit more security to it. Yeah. And, I mean, ATMs are more accessible now than ever, now that quite a few of the banks in the last few weeks have just uh, cut away ATM fees. Yep. Which mm. is definitely helpful. Yes. So... Um, why are they giving you a return? Uh, because they use that money. So they're collecting all the deposits, many, many thousands of, of customer deposits, and then lending it out. So on one hand, you might be having a deposit with that bank or ADI, and at the same time, you might be getting a car loan, home loan, uh, credit card. So they're using all that money to lend it out to other people at a higher rate of return. So if I get a car loan, they're essentially giving me someone else's funds. Yep. Yep. So maybe a couple of dollars were yours and the rest are from all the other depositors coming in as well. Wow. And so that's that's why the bank gives you a return. Yep. On your savings account to encourage you to keep the money in there. and Yep. And then they can make it work by lending it out to other people. So So my bank's bank's got at the moment about a 2% interest rate mm -hmm. and... I was just wondering, so I've got about $1,000 in there. How much could I expect in return? So remember, when they quote an interest rate, the standard is what we call a simple rate of interest. So 2% means 2% per annum or yearly. So it's not 2% a day, a week, a month. It's 2% per annum. So with $1,000, 2% on $1,000 is 20 can you get that yeah, yeah right yeah. good remember your basic massive people uh, yes 20 but you don't get 20 on the first day or the second day you only get the 20 in bits so you will find when you look at that you get it at the end of each month okay yeah so you normally get it monthly so i'll just calculate that 20 divided by 12 is oh i can't even calculate uh, it's about one dollar. One dollar and sixty-six cents. Yeah, sixty-six. So for my thousand dollars in the bank each month, they're gonna give you me give me roughly one dollar and sixty-six cents. Yes, but it gets more than that. So on the first month, you'll get one dollar sixty-six cents, and if you leave that in the, the bank account with your thousand dollars, you'll earn a fraction more because next month it's earning. That two uh, percent on the thousand dollars plus that little bit of interest, and the next month it earns a little bit more. However, if you take the interest out as soon as you get it, and you go, "Whoop! I'm going to spend that and just leave the thousand dollars." My dollar and sixty-six. Cents. Yeah, yeah, you take that. That doesn't even cover a coffee. No, but let's say you take it out and you, you add a few notes to it, then you'll just keep earning that dollar and sixty-six cents because mm. that will add up to. $20, which is your 2% over the year. And to sweeten it, you get taxed on that $20 as well. Yes. If you're earning over the tax. Yes. Minimum tax amount. Yes. 
So I always look, um, sometimes there's different ways of calculating, but that's the basic simple interest. And if you read the fine print, it's usually based monthly and on the minimum amount held mm. monthly. So you might have put in 100000 for a day, and then the next day it drops down to you know, $5. It might be calculated on the $5, not the 100000 mm. So again... If you're setting up a savings account, they're the sort of questions you can ask. You know, how is the interest calculated? What is the way I could maximise it? Is it by putting my salary in? Is it by um, some banks, as long as you put a 1000 in, if you take it out the next day, they give you that higher rate. Mm. Um, others will say, oh, you took it out and you only left $5 in. The rate's going to be based on $5. So there's a lot more variety in the market than there used to be. So mm. it really is worth asking how you're calculating the interest on what balance are you looking at. Mm. And there's a lot of competition with banks in Australia now. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, with the internet, you can do your own research. It's a lot easier to find out mm. what interest rates the banks of well, financial institutions are offering. And sometimes they've got promotions, so yep. that can... That can be good. You get a six months of bonus interest. Yeah. Yep. Make sure you look at what it falls back down to after yeah. that. I did I did read one article. They said, well, you keep moving banks between since the bonus interest ends, you then go to another bank and take their bonus interest. I mean, that's probably fine in theory, but mm, most like of us hassle. won't work to that extent. I mean, no. you've got to have a lot of if money. You've got your card connected to your account. Yeah. You've got yeah. direct debits coming out of it. That's a bit yeah. of a hassle. So you've so, got to, I guess, look for a bank that's going to have a relatively good interest rate yeah, consistently. 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 But also, they're all really good, got great websites, so they should. you can look up your account, see exactly the rate, the terms and conditions. And really, if you're not very good at reading, most of them have got excellent call centres in Australia. So you can ring up their call centre. They operate six or seven days a week. Hmm. Um, some are even 24 hours now. And ask them those sort of questions. Yeah. You know, Make sure you do your research. It's... As we will keep saying, it's your money. It is your money and you're the one who's most interested in making it work. Yeah. So worth taking a, a bit of time to ask the questions. You can still go into branches and mm -hmm. ask these questions as well. And mm -hmm. Usually they'll be able to help you with answering yeah. the basics about savings accounts. Yeah, they're trying to give accounts. you the facts. So they can't give you advice and say, I will recommend this one over that one, but they can give you the facts of each of their products. Mm. And um, nearly, it, it's worth it. They can be very knowledgeable in, in that area because it's their products. Mm. And some banks have got great service and building societies, credit unions, so do talk to them. Yeah, mm. sounds good. So that's a brief overview of savings account, transactions accounts, and returns. We hope you got something out of this episode today and we'd love to hear your feedback or any further questions you have after listening to this episode. Uh, so you can catch us on Twitter at HowToMoneyAustralia or you can leave us a review on iTunes and we'll try and get back to you with any questions you have in next episode. So next week we've planned to talk sort of moving on from our topic about accounts today to something that's just as intertwined, which is debit cards and credit cards. Most people, when they, they'll have one of these attached to their accounts with a certain institution, uh, as that's one of the main ways you can access and utilize your funds. 
We've also included some great links uh, for more information about savings account, transactions account, and authorised deposit taking institutions uh, from the Money Smart website in the comments below. ASIC really has some great resources that I found really helpful, so hopefully they'll be of some help to you. So, until next week, you've Bye. been listening to the How To Money Podcast.